0: Welcome to so so, Let's Get Lit, the podcast about books and drinking and drinking while we read books
1: and then talking about the books that we drink and read. In this episode, we are going to be talking about the first book we're going to read, Confederacy of Dunces by John Kennedy Toole. And to start, we're going to share our drink pairing for the week. Then we will get into why we picked the book, some fun facts, and just kind of give you a chance to see if you want to read along with us next week
0: while we drink. (laughs) (laughs) So far so good, right? Yeah, we're on theme.
1: Okay, so this is our first real episode where we're actually going to be talking about a book.
0: Yeah, I mean, we haven't read it yet, but you know, we've picked a drink and we've picked a book and that seems like the first step and now I'm taking my first sip, so... There you go. It's official. What am I drinking, Brandy?
1: (laughs) So today we are going to be talking about Confederacy of Dunces by John Kennedy Toole. It's a book that's set in New Orleans. So to get us off on the right foot, we are drinking Brandy Milk Punch, which is, one, narcissistic of me because I like drinks that are named after Brandy.
0: Yeah. Who picked this one, Brandy?
1: Yeah, I did. Because I need a drink that's about me. All about me. And also the book that we picked because we both love New Orleans so much. So Brandy Milk Punch was one of um, our favorite brunch drinks when we were in New Orleans. And we thought, what better reason to drink You know, milk and booze in
0: the evening and a weeknight. Yeah, I mean, it's basically a booze milkshake, so I'm not mad about it. Except, let's be clear, yours is dairy-free, you vegan weirdo. Well,
1: I have a hard time digesting dairy, so I'm going to put the recipe up on our website. But basically, it's just brandy and milk with some cinnamon and... With some punch?
0: A little punch to it? it packs
1: packs a punch. Um... (laughs) Yeah, and like ice cubes and... I'm supposed to have something on top of it, I think. Nutmeg, but I didn't have any fresh nutmeg, so I just put It still cinnamon. tastes
0: good without it. Okay. I like the cinnamon, too. I'll
1: put the real recipe, and then I'll also just tell you what I ended up making because of what I had in my, you know,
0: pantry at the time. Yeah, it's the poor woman's brandy milk punch.
1: Yeah, and I'll tell you what alternative milk I used because it's delicious and won't give you lactose problems.
0: And you'll also give the version for all of us dairy queens out there who actually drink milk, right? hundred uh, percent. Okay, because just to be clear, Stare stare, <laughs> is already drunk, and she's definitely <laughs> drinking dairy. <laughs> Did
1: you just talk about yourself in the third person?
0: No, because I said Stare, so I wasn't even talking about myself. Nice try, Brandy.
1: Okay, so... Um, before we get too deep into this i also wanted to say that we're going to be doing a giveaway
0: yeah and we're going to be
1: giving away a copy of confederacy of dunces we'll give away a copy of the recipe as well in there and we were both trying to practice our signatures since you know these are okay how dare you (laughs) and i thought so star and i both thought it would be funny if star's signature was actually a star but instead of drawing a star (laughs) like most people do, she actually tried to like outline it to look like a starfish or something and then didn't connect all the lines so it just looked like this weird
0: zigzag. It looked like, I don't know a very squat toad maybe.
1: <laughs> so the lucky winner of this giveaway is going to get hopefully Star's practice her signature by the time we actually send it off to you. Um, to enter our contest to win a copy of this book, You'll have to um, go to our Instagram, and you'll see all the instructions for it. It's super easy. You just need to repost the picture that we posted, um, and tell us why you like this book or why you want to win. So um, or why
0: you want to read it.
1: Exactly. So head over to our Instagram. We're at Let's Get Lit Podcast. I think right. At yeah. Let's Get Lit Podcast, and enter the contest. I'm excited for you to have this book.
0: Yeah, and to have my beautiful starfish signature. <laughs>
1: yeah it's it's gonna be great you should be you should be really excited if not for the book then just for having a copy of stars terrible artwork
0: (laughs) how dare you it's too soon too soon it just happened okay well so obviously if we're being completely realistic here The main reason we chose this book was because we wanted to pair something with Brandy Milk Punch because we're so passionate about it. (laughs) Um, But we did also kind of, you know, secondarily get the idea from PBS Great American Reads, which if you guys aren't familiar, it's something that's been going on all summer on PBS where they're showcasing the 100 most popular um, kind of American novels. Not all of them are written by American authors, but basically in a survey, the ones that were picked as America's 100 favorite books. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they've been doing a series all summer long, um, kind of going over the different books, kind of themes that connect them all together. And, you know, when Brandy and I started looking at it, A Confederacy of Dunces was the first one that we both realized neither of us had ever read, even though we'd heard about it so many times. So. Mm It just seemed like all the stars aligned. If you can be a narcissist, so can I. <laughs> um, and so we decided to pick this one as our very first book.
1: Yeah, and I'm super excited to actually start reading it. I feel like I've been reading a lot of nonfiction lately and it's super depressing, and I'm just in the mood for something that's a little bit more lighthearted. Yeah. Although I've heard mixed things about it. So well, it's
0: supposed, to, it's definitely supposed to be funny. So whether or not we agree, It should be fairly lighthearted, I hope. Do you want to read kind of the synopsis that they gave us on the Great American Read PBS site?
1: Yeah, totally. So um, John Kennedy Toole wrote Confederacy of Dunces. It was published in 1980. And the book's title, this is, I'm quoting here from PBS, the book's title comes from Jonathan Swift's essay, Thoughts on Various Subjects, Moral and Diverting. When a true genius appears in the world, you may know him by this... Oh, my gosh. I totally read that wrong. Let me start over. Can you not read? I'm having a hard time. I'm too punch
0: This drunk. is a weird time for us to find out you're illiterate. This is going to be hard <laughs> not, for the rest of the I'm podcast. Not okay. Just pick Hold up on. where you left off. You may know him by this sign.
1: What? Oh, you may have... <laughs>
0: Do you want me to read it?
1: No, I've got this. (laughs) That the dunces are all in confederacy against him. Okay, so the reason why I had a hard time with that is because there was a colon and I wasn't sure if it was like a semicolon that was moving on to the rest of the sentence or if that was actually the quote. Anyway. I wish we could capture
0: the stare I'm giving you. A
1: Confederacy of Dunces protagonist Ignatius Jacques Riley is described in Walker Percy's forward as a slob extraordinary, a mad Oliver Hardy, a fat Don Quixote, a perverse Thomas Aquinas rolled into one. (laughs) Riley hates modernity and pop culture, preferring medieval philosophy, especially the consolation of philosophy works by sixth-century Roman philosopher. I don't know how to pronounce. Boethius, that. I would guess.
0: Oh, is it? I always said Bothius, but you're probably right. I don't know that I've ever said it before, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, you know, like when you don't re- re- quote me. When you
1: read something in your head and you say it differently.
0: No, I don't know what you're talking about at all. <laughs> we'll how dare that. you?
1: <laughs> so the novel focuses on Riley's relationships with two women, Myrna Minko. Isn't it Myrna
0: Minkoff? I When I was reading other descriptions, it said Myrna Minkoff, but I guess we'll find out when we read it. Okay.
1: A Jewish college student in New York and Irene Riley, Ignatius' alcoholic mother. Riley's adventures and observations of New Orleans paint a rich portrait of diversity of the city, including its various dialects. Today on Canal Street, a bronze statue of the character recreates the novel's opening scene as Riley
0: waits for his mother outside the D.H. Holmes department store. Wait, so there's like actually a statue of this? In on Canal Street now I'm googling okay you have to look this
1: up because I'm, I actually feel like even when we were there I never noticed that
0: but that's would we yeah okay. okay well
1: if we find a statue a picture of the statue we should I'll link it on the website
0: that's so funny yeah so they're saying that there is actually a statue of the main character and it's yeah basically where the Hyatt is now hmm. which is in the French Quarter but that's that's really funny I've never noticed it before
1: If you live in New Orleans or you're visiting there, please send us a selfie.
0: I want to see you in
1: front of that statue. So the book was set in, um, obviously, New Orleans in the 1960s. And locals say that it's the best and most accurate description or depiction of the city in a work of fiction.
0: Which is high praise because New Orleansians are very... Did
1: you just say New Orleansians? I
0: said New Orleansians because...
1: New Orleanians.
0: Is that how you say it? I think so. Okay, well, we'll go with that. Nola folk. (laughs) More simpler to pronunciate. I'm Um, having a
1: hard time reading today.
0: You know, it's probably the Brandy Milk Punch. I feel like we shouldn't have tested it out before we started this, but it's fine. Just keep going. Um, (laughs) But no, but... You know, people that are from there are very proud and very protective of their city, too. So I think for this to kind of be something that people in the city are really proud of and really kind of have said this is the best depiction of their city in fiction is probably a very good kind of review or would give me the sense that this is going to be an interesting book because it is a very interesting city
1: well it's like mark twain said there's only three real cities in the united states new york new orleans and san francisco did he Everywhere say where else is just cleveland
0: okay <laughs> is that a real quote because i'm pretty sure it. that's a real quote actually if it's not Let's just say it is. And anything that sounds insightful, I will usually just say Mark Twain said that. And people are like, oh, yeah, that makes I'm sense. That at, but I'm almost positive that's a real quote. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a good depiction for me. I love to read anything set in the 60s also, just because that kind of civil rights era, usually pretty exciting. So I can only oh. imagine in New Orleans Wait, things I wrong. were popping off. You it was were wrong? Tennessee Williams. Ah, But it is a real quote. You know what? Let's just go with Mark Twain. is Mark Tennessee
1: Williams said, America has only three cities, New York, San Francisco, and New Orleans. Everywhere else is Cleveland.
0: I like it, <laughs> especially because we are, you know, close to San Francisco, so at least we're in one of those cities, and we used to live in New Orleans, so all that we have left is New York to kind of live in, except you know, well. Although, TBH,
1: I spend a lot of time in Cleveland these days.
0: Do you? And, uh, how is yeah, that?
1: It's great. I'm going to a wedding there in a couple weeks. How do you feel about Cleveland? I feel like it's better discussed offline. Okay, that seems fair. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been
0: there, so I really can't judge. I don't want to offend judge.
1: anybody. Actually, you know, Cleveland's, Cleveland just gets a bad rap because I think that it's, it's a has a lot of what you think of as, like, middle America.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's but like, it's still a city.
1: It is. You know what they say about um, Columbus, Ohio, is where they test all of the new products because mm-hmm. it's the most, like representative of America it's the most average city and so anytime America's most average city it's like until when they release like a fish filet at McDonald's or something like that with a new sauce they always test it out in Columbus Ohio because that's really interesting yeah because that's like where the most average American is in terms of preferences I guess huh
0: well good to know I don't know that I've ever been to Columbus but it sounds like it's just another Cleveland at all
1: I mean, I guess, I don't, I think that Cleveland probably has a little bit more personality than Columbus does, but if you're from Columbus or Cleveland, feel free to let us know that we're just...
0: Feel free to put us in our place and tell us what we're missing. Again, I've never been there, so Brandy's really the only one hating on you. Send all your hate mail at Brandy. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: I didn't, I don't think I I snagged the Twitter Brandy.
0: Ugh. Well, too bad. You, at can, both just, of us. you can just. I'll tweet take us your at hate mail.
1: Podcast. We have a Twitter too, and you can you can just hate internet troll spam us if you want to be mean. But I encourage you not fair. to be mean because the world's a mean place, and I just need nice people around me. That's right.
0: Okay. That's why I'm here for a book
1: club. because I know. nice people are part of book clubs. Yeah,
0: nice people read right.
1: Are you saying they read and write? Or are you saying they read correct? Oh, comma my correct? God. Question mark. <laughs>
0: Oh, I don't know. They seem to be pretty critical you know, from what I know of the one member of my book club people, so far.
1: People who read, I feel like, you know, self-included are like relatively pretentious and talk about the books that they read. But that's why we're here, because I don't actually like talking to people. And I just want to talk to you because I feel like you'll judge me, but in a way that's loving.
0: In a, definitely a way that's loving. And I also I think we covered this in kind of our introductory episode but, oh dear God, like please tell us if we miss something or if you just you know disagree with our opinion. but don't be mean about it. Like we we're not English majors. We are not in any way like we're not writers, we're not literature aficionados. We are just some drunk beaches who <laughs> like to read. and we're trying to become more literate, starting with reading the book jacket of this book. And as you can tell, that was a bit of a struggle. <laughs>
1: honest i feel like most of the time i don't read out loud as an adult do you yeah. ever read but out loud? but do you loud?
0: remember reading out loud as a child oh yeah it was my How best did you, skill i was gonna say people always say like it was stressful like they'd get no. worried about it coming to them this
1: was more stressful for me just reading that and knowing that maybe four people are gonna listen to this podcast and
0: two of them are our mothers oh
1: i didn't even tell my mom about this
0: uh, that's smart
1: does your mom know
0: No, no one in my life knows (laughs) about this yet.
1: I know, it's got to be top secret.
0: It's got to be top secret because, oh God. What if they find out that we're like... What if people find out we can read? Then everything will be blown. Mm -hmm. We've been really coasting, letting everyone think that we are illiterate. And (laughs) (laughs) once they know we can read, all bets are off. Okay, back to the book. Confederacy of Dunces. Okay, so we haven't read it yet, but... Things that it's known for. We've done a lot of research. We have done a lot of research. I'm excited about reading it at this point. I am too, actually. Yeah. So one of the things that I found when I was researching was basically the author tool. He wrote this book and, you know, he was really confident in it. Felt like it was going to be a big hit. He tried to get it published For many years, um, he worked really closely with this publisher. Lord knows I can't pronounce this name. Robert Gottlieb, I'm going to guess. Um, Sounds right. And Gottlieb basically told him, like, hey, sir, you're on to something. But, like, this book kind of has no point. Like, Be
1: better. Yeah,
0: be better. (laughs) Be your best self. Gave him a bunch of notes. The author was really sensitive and was like, you just don't understand me. I am an artist. Okay.
1: Can I just interrupt really quick? Because I feel that
0: so hard. Yeah. The, Anytime I get any criticism, I'm like, you just don't get it, Mom.
1: Well, um, so my fiance the other day told me Fiancé. that I was over-editing my Instagram photos, and I was like, I will never speak to you again for How the rest of my dare life. He? he was like, You just there's too much contrast in there. It looks edited. And I was like, okay, first of all, you're critiquing my face, you're yeah. critiquing my photo editing skills, and I want a divorce before we get
0: married. <laughs> you're like, I'm not planning the wedding. I'm planning no, the divorce. I know.
1: I was like, I can't even talk to you for at least the rest of the day. Probably like two whole days because how dare you critique my
0: work? Do you think your fiance will listen to this and find out that you're upset with him? Or does he already know you're upset oh, with him? Oh, he knows
1: I'm upset with him. He made it very clear. And then when I was taking a bath and reading a book that's
0: not part of this podcast. <gasps> came in and he you was read like, a part of apart apart being separate from well, this podcast. I do word great hard. Save.
1: Great save. <laughs> um I was reading a book because I was trying to get a book before we started the podcast cuz we weren't supposed to read this book yet. Ugh. Anyway, that's not the point. He came in and he knew how upsetting his critique of my work was and he was like, "Oh,
0: is this how you I- got engaged?" Was he like, "I'm so sorry, here's a ring."
1: No um he was like can i bring you some wine do you want a cookie and i was like even though i baked the cookies i was like yes i want
0: a (laughs) cookie.'" you're like yeah i do
1: well i baked cookies the other day because i realized that we've had new neighbors for a year i was just gonna say it's
0: interesting how you didn't bring any cookies over because i only had a
1: couple left But I baked cookies for my downstairs neighbors because they moved in like a year ago, and I never said hi. And the other that is
0: more awkward to be like at this point. You just have to pretend like that's not something you do because to do it a year later is like. So are you aware we've been here a year? Well,
1: no, because they moved in and then they were a little weird and like never really said hi what if
0: they listen to this and know that you think they were weird and that you didn't acknowledge them with cookies until a year later that's pretty distinctive
1: of all the people that are going to listen to my podcast in this whole big world it's I gonna start with your downstairs it's gonna be neighbors my downstairs neighbors and even if it was my downstairs neighbors they don't know my voice well enough to know that this is me
0: well you're gonna have to distort it for the rest of your life now i hope you're prepared for that or move
1: I'll just talk like this (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
0: from now on. It seems fair. I think that's the only way to go.
1: (laughs) Anyway, sorry. I didn't mean to really go on that tirade. No, I I felt like it was an important tirade. I understand how when someone critiques your work...
0: It feels bad. It feels bad. Well, and, I mean, can you imagine actually... Like, putting in effort. Yeah, writing this book and feeling like, oh, my God, this is the best work I could have ever done, and then having someone kind of rip it apart and say, oh, it's actually terrible there's no point to it that also a oh, sick burn um but it is it's really sad because yeah he tried for years to get it published he eventually just thought i'm a failure this is the best i could have ever done and it didn't work out so then i think i don't remember what year but like 5 years probably after he wrote it he ended up committing suicide
1: yeah
0: um and so he never he was- kind of saw the success of this novel
1: he was only 31
0: Okay, that's scary because we're coming up on that number. I
1: know. I turned 31 in like a month. Ooh.
0: Not even. I hope you enjoy your last month on Earth. Oh my god,
1: that's really mean.
0: But think but, about but, how young that is. Also, that's crazy. think
1: about how young that was to write this book.
0: To have written this book and to also feel like... I mean, I feel like a failure all the time, especially when I look at people... When you see like a 25-year-old or a 20-year-old... Oh, of successful. Or Olympians that are like 16. Oh. And all you can think is, wow, I haven't done jack squat with my life. That's
1: like how I feel pretty much anytime I look at other people. Even though I don't feel like I'm like a failure, I just feel like
0: people have done so much more than we have
1: that but like when I was when I was growing up I feel like people thought I was going to be a success and I was supposed to do something at a point in my life where I still had potential and I think when you turn 30 nobody praises your potential anymore
0: oh my god can I just tell you <laughs> and you know how we have uh, I can't think of what they're called like senior superlatives I was
1: superlatives. is that not what it is what is know, it I always called them like awards but you went to a fancy Awards. school. No.
0: Well, I, I don't remember what the term for it is. But I remember like they told you things that you were runner up for to try to make you feel better about really? like, not winning anything, obviously. Um, and I was runner up for most likely to succeed. And I was wow. like, are you sure? Wow. <laughs> but I think about that all the time. And I'm just like. Oh, my God. I was obviously, like, probably, like, my best friend voted for me and no one else. And that's that's why I was in the running. But it made me feel like people expected me to do things. And here I am not doing things.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, doesn't that also seem ironic to be the runner up to most, like, Well, and yeah. And so I'm
0: also, like... like and not the that i'm not going name to name names but i definitely check in on the person who actually won social media a lot and i'm like oh shit look at her succeeding is she succeeding oh she's succeeding she's fully succeeding what and is she I'm doing now succeeding i don't want to like <laughs> throw her under the bus no, Anyone okay, who I'll was tell you.
1: rated most likely to succeed is probably doing the same okay, thing they probably so, like
0: stanford like is
1: doctors helping like
0: like babies. is a journalist that travels the world and like it already married to someone who seems very supportive at least on the internet they look very happy but who knows maybe her husband's like I think you have too much contrast in your photos I know you never know what's going on behind the scenes people my Instagram
1: makes it look like I have a very happy relationship but behind
0: the scenes he's like why are your whites of your eyes so white (laughs) Oh, can you imagine living with those problems oh in my a relationship? God, it's
1: horrifying. <laughs> like, I'm like, is this all that's left in the world? Is this who I'm going to marry? Is someone who thinks my Instagram is too contrasty? Oh,
0: I don't know how you're going to do it. Just imagine the wedding photos. That's going to be tough. Oh my
1: God. I just can't even get married at this point.
0: Well, I'm glad we worked that out. Just take your ring off. I just got it resized. Though. Okay, never mind. You're back in your relationship. <laughs> You'll have to work through your Instagram issues. Okay, so back to the book. Unfortunately, he gave up way too young because, come on, Tool. Oh, that sounds really <laughs> like I'm offending him, but his last name's actually Tool. Come on, John Kennedy Tool. You like, can't say we John have... Kennedy either. Oh, man. <laughs> John. John Boy. Come on, John Boy. Things would have gotten better. I mean... Just stop looking at me. It would be so much better recording this podcast if you can look at me. John Boy. But no, so like, his book ended up, I mean, I'm skipping some steps here, but ended up winning a Pulitzer Prize. Like, this is considered an American classic and one of the most brilliant works of fi- fiction ever written. And he wasn't alive to appreciate that success. So if that's not a it-gets-better moment, I don't know what is.
1: Yeah, I mean, he did win the Pulitzer, but... Thelma takes all the credits. So his mom, oh, his Thelma, mom. Um, I am going to, I'm making notes right now of the things I'm going to put on the website. And one of them is the interview with Thelma. Okay. Because, Classic. So when we were researching this, we started looking up, let me backtrack a little bit. So he could not get this book published when he was alive. He had a hard time with it. And after he died, his mom, Thelma, decided to make it her, Life's effort to get this book published. So she basically just harassed this professor at LSU until he caved and read the book. Classic like, mom move. Oh my god, such a mom move. So she barged in on him and was like, This is a great piece of literature. You need to read this book. And he was like, I think you're a little biased because you're a mom. And she, I'm going to let her <laughs> do this on her own because it's so great. She's like, did she... She even, like, rolls her R's when she talks. It's oh, so yeah. she
0: She's got... Oh, she is a fancy lady. That is all I can say. Yeah, she
1: wears her pearls over her nightgown. Yeah. She's so great.
0: Honestly, you have got to I can't look do this it justice. up on our website. Or just Google her. Because she is a treasure. Yeah.
1: Also, kind of a bitch.
0: Yeah. And also, I can't help but think growing up with a mom like this would have been really tough. And I... <laughs> would be interested to learn more about their relationship, but I'll just leave it at that.
1: Yeah, so, so anyway, she finally got the book published, but she, in the way that she tells it, she brought the book to the publisher and, or to the professor at LSU who worked to get it published. And he said, basically you're biased. And she said, oh, I enjoy literature more than anyone I know loves literature. And yes, I am his mother. But look at me. Do I look like the type of person who would be biased? I am a well-read dame.
0: <laughs> I think that actually might be a direct quote. So good work. Thank you. Well, yeah. I could do, probably do better. but Well, it is interesting too because when we were researching the book... Um, one of the things we immediately tried to look up was you know was there ever any attempt to make this into a movie because it is so popular and it's so well known and even though we've never read it we've definitely heard about this many times over um and so it was interesting when we were reading no it actually hasn't ever been made into a movie but for the weirdest reasons because there's been so many attempts so I think the book was published in it looks like 1980 1980 yeah. okay. Um, But yeah, so in 1982, um, they started trying to make a movie and they had John Belushi attached as the main character, also Richard Pryor as another character in the movie, and then both of them died. That's creepy. And so they ended up scrapping the project. So then they tried to redo it with John Candy What do you know? Candy dies. The next time, they attached Chris Farley, and I think you know where I'm going with this. That's so creepy. So creepy. Um, I think they also mentioned, I don't know who this person is, but um, another director, John Waters, got involved, and it mentioned that he chose Divine to star. Do you know who Divine is? Mm. I don't. Someone should tell us. Um, But then Divine died, so... That's also sad. So then it wasn't touched for a long time because people were starting to feel like there might be some kind of curse surrounding this movie or the efforts to kind of make this book into a movie. Um, And so then in 2005, Steven Soderbergh basically started to try to get the momentum rolling again um, and started getting different people attached. It looked like Will Ferrell at one point was attached, but things kind of fell apart. And As they were trying to kind of get their shit together and get things going, Hurricane Katrina hit. What?
1: Divine. Divine was a drag queen.
0: Okay. That's not surprising, but that's really depressing.
1: Yeah. Uh. You'd know her if you saw her. Um, She was in, oh my gosh, this is so great. Pink Flamingos, Hairspray. She's been in a ton of
0: stuff. You would completely recognize her. Now that I'm Googling her, I recognize her, and I apologize for not recognizing her from the beginning. Yeah. Rest in peace, divine.
1: Oh, my God. But, yeah,
0: so basically, like, all of these horrible tragedies have befallen every attempt to make this into a movie. So it just never happened, and at a certain point, I think people just stopped working on it because they feel like there really is a curse surrounding it. But... Interesting to note that they are now making a movie not about the book itself but about John Kennedy's tools, writing of the book, and attempts to get it published. Oh. Um, and so, like, Susan Sarandon's attached. Um, what's her name? Diane Kruger, I think. Yeah,
1: Susan Sarandon's supposed to play the mom. Yeah,
0: which should be so interesting because, again, this mom, what a character. Yeah, um, but it is just apparently that. there's also this book called Butterfly and the Typewriter. Um, that the movie will be based on.
1: Wait, did he write another book?
0: No, so someone wrote a book about him trying to write and get this book published. So it's like the backstory because apparently John Kennedy Toole was a really interesting person too. There's a lot of talk. Obviously, he suffered from depression. It sounds like he was truly like a genius and not kind of overstating that word. That must Um, be hard. Yeah, but suffered from really severe mental illness. And so that was something he definitely struggled with. He grew up in New Orleans. He left at a certain point, ended up coming back and writing this novel. Um, And this was kind of his great work. And the fact that it didn't get published was devastating to him, obviously, but Yeah, so it'll be interesting. I don't think the movie is anywhere near being out. It sounds like they're still in pre-production, but I definitely will be interested in seeing it, especially after we read this book.
1: I know. I feel like it's better. I mean, it's always so much better to read the book before you see the movie. Some of the books that we have planned out also have movies on them. Some of them don't, but...
0: Which, and I do love to compare books to movies, but I hate... I don't know where you fall on this, but I will not watch a movie and then read the book i will only do it in the other order so every now and then i'll be i'll see a movie and i'll think oh what a great movie and then someone mentions oh you know it was a book i'm thinking fight club and i'm like yeah but i already know what happens so now i'll never read it and i really regret not reading the book and doing it the other way you know
1: what speaking of tell me f- what fight club so i feel the same. talk about fight club
0: <sighs> <laughs> It's the first rule. I feel... Have the, you forgotten?
1: I feel the same way, generally speaking. I prefer to read the book before I watch the movie because I feel like when I watch the movie, it then... care like all of the characters I can only see as the actors that they were in the movie. Totally. However, with fight Club specifically, I watched the movie before I read the book Mm -hmm. and I actually felt like it was a more enjoyable experience because I feel like when you read the book and then you watch the movie, the movie becomes like a disappointing version of the book
0: always, unless the book sucked.
1: But then the other way around, when you watch the movie, if you like the movie, and you read the book the book ends up just being like a better version of
0: the movie you make an interesting point so i would i
1: would recommend at least giving it a shot one time
0: yeah okay i'll give it a shot it's how many pages tell me off the top of your head what fight club oh i have no idea it's not a super long book it's not okay well then maybe i'll read it i'd guess like 250 pages Okay, that's totally doable, right? I could knock that. Have you out. not read Fight Club? I haven't read Fight Club. Oh I've my God. seen because I've seen the movie, and so I'm like, I also feel like Fight Club. Obviously, we won't reveal anything in case you haven't read or seen the movie, but it has a pretty distinct ending, and I can't imagine. Like if you know the ending, I can't imagine enjoying well, it.
1: Well, and you've liked Chuck Palahniuk's other books, haven't you?
0: Well, I've only read one. Which one? Invisible Monsters. Oh, great one. Remix. I never read the other version. Oh really? I think I've the remix is basically like "quote unquote" the director's cut. Mm. But yeah. That's the only one I've read. So I love... And I did love it. Basically but.
1: all of those books. But the thing about his books is that they're so descriptive. Mm-hmm. And they spend such a long time looking at, like, the psyche of people that are, like, deranged and messed up mm-hmm. that I think, like, that's why I liked it so much. Because you just get to really dive into those characters and, I don't know.
0: People that are deranged and messed up. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which is probably also
0: similar to this book, so I feel Let's like I might so. like
1: this book because I like that book so yeah, much. Yeah,
0: and the we don't really know that much about this yet, but the main character is supposed to be pretty deranged and messed up, so that sounds right up your alley.
1: Yeah, Randy. yeah. He. Um, so, can I talk a little bit about the um, fun facts about this book? Cause I Absolutely. I have this one fun fact that I think you're really going to love. Hit me. So, um, if anyone doesn't... Well, obviously, nobody knows who you are, but you know thing. who I am I know who you are and I know that you love dogs so much so I use Schmoop a lot Shmoop is this, Shmoop? Shmoop's this website that kind of is like a test prep but it also helps with understanding books I guess I don't know so it it's like, like spark Notes. it's like Sparknotes it's like spark Notes, but I kind of like it a little better than Sparknotes I'm not like sponsored by Shmoop I just kind of <laughs> like it I was like, why don't I have a sponsor? (laughs) So Schmoop does... In more than one way. ...does, like, raunchiness ratings for books. Oh.
0: Which I just... How raunchy is this book? So
1: this book is rated PG-13 for raunchiness, and I'm going to read you what it said on Schmoop because I think this is really funny. Okay. So it says, Confederacy Adventists is basically a raunchy comedy. There's a lot of dirty jokes, but little intercourse. In Hmm. fact, virtually the only actual sex is a sad glancing reference to the horrible night when Miss Riley, who I assume is his mom, mm-hmm. and her husband went to see the stimulating film Red Dust and Ignatius was conceived. Otherwise, there's dirty pictures, strip club acts, and references to light homosexual bondage, but no sex. The most explicit the novel gets is a brief circum, <laughs> A brief circum description of Ignatius masturbating while thinking of his childhood puppy Uh, (laughs) I
0: don't like that no why are you (laughs) laughing because he's just so just like at least he's just masturbating I have no desire to read about bestiality nor do like, I have any desire to read about any other even... inhumane sex acts. But, ugh. I feel like we should probably... I can't even look at my dog. I, like, can't make eye contact with her right now. Don't look at her. This isn't about her. Don't make this about her. I'm not going
1: to look at her. Ugh. I feel like we should probably keep this podcast like PG-13, maybe.
0: What do you think? I mean, I was just... I was... All I was doing was backtracking and thinking, have we already blown it? Oh, no. I don't think... Double entendre. Said the- Not PG-13 anymore. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this is rated R. Sorry.
1: Okay. I don't want to have to go through and like bleep it. That's the thing. Okay. The so was- are
0: you saying no swears?
1: No, I'm saying you can you can say like shit.
0: But you can't say like the C word. Candy. Candy. Okay. <laughs> as long as I can say candy because that's really all I need to talk about.
1: But like that candy
0: was such a candy candy was such a candy that makes her sound so sweet right okay well i'll do my best i say we aim for pg-13 and with any luck we'll end up with an nc-17 rating that's true it's the best we can do it's the best we can hope for and who knows what if we read 50 shades of gray
1: Oh, that's true. We could read books that are not pg That are, like,
0: erotica. We'll but just have to that? say, you know what we should do? We should rate each episode. So it's like, if you are someone who, I don't know, has self-respect, don't listen to this. We could probably say that for any episode. Yeah, I was
1: going to say, if you have self-respect, this isn't the podcast for you. Yeah.
0: This is a podcast for antisocial pe- people who read books and drink alone. Yeah, self-loathing <laughs> people who are... You know, trying to learn how to read. Welcome to our social club. (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) Membership (laughs) fees included.
0: (laughs) Membership fees are zero. I
1: hope that people listen to this when they're like driving because I feel like mostly when I listen to podcasts I'm driving... I don't listen to them in any other time in my life. It just tends to pass the time better when I'm driving. But it's funny that we'll be
0: talking about drinking because I don't was just thinking that's not a good connection. I know. But but you're but right. That's... When they're drinking, they're probably not listening to us. Let's hope. Unless they are, in which case we're with you. Yeah. I mean, same, same. <sighs> Quick question. I feel like we maybe didn't talk about the most important thing, which is I, I know we talked about the mom got this published after the fact but I feel like we didn't really talk about this because I am just, like, I was so horrified when I read that where she's, like, hitting up this guy and is like, you've got to read this and you've got to get this published. Mm -hmm. And he's like, whatever, your mom, et cetera, et cetera. What would you do if your mom did that? Like, you passed away of natural causes, obviously, because we've already established it gets better. Would you be bullshit? Or would you be like, thanks, Mom, for making me famous?
1: Well... I'm so torn because part of me, when I'm alive, is like, I will come back and haunt you because how dare you. However, <laughs> I'm such a fame whore that I feel like... But you
0: wouldn't be alive for it.
1: I know. But I want to be remembered and important. Uh, I feel like this circles back to... Why people have children? superlative senior superlatives,
0: mm. where
1: you were supposed to do something and then you didn't like, well, it was I was the died, runner up
0: for supposed to do something. So I'm on track. <laughs> <laughs> I lost and I continue to lose. So,
1: <laughs> But I feel like, you know, I think that everybody wants to be important and do something important. And so I feel like if after I die, my mom really puts the pressure on other people to make me famous post-mortem.
0: Mm-hmm. I'd probably appreciate come back it? and
1: haunt her a little bit and be like,
0: thanks mom It's like you're like casper the friendliest ghost like i'm haunting you in a positive way i feel like i've had to sneeze
1: for the past hour and i can't actually sneeze
0: well that sounds like a bummer i it's don't know related to
1: anything but i feel like if i sneeze on film on camera, film on, on microphone on
0: microphone
1: is that how you're supposed to say it
0: Film on Air, maybe? Oh, that's it. Film on Air. Sneeze Sneeze on on Air. air. How many of these have we had? I feel like you made these really strong, Brandy. I mean, all it is is... Lord knows I can hold my liquor, and we've only had a couple.
1: Brandy is an underrated liquor. I mean, also... Underrated in
0: what way? Like, people don't drink it as much as they should? nobody,
1: Nobody drinks Brandy cocktails anymore, and they're not... You can't go to a bar and order a cocktail with Brandy in it at this point.
0: Okay. When was the last time you I'm tr- ordered
1: a brandy cocktail? I'm
0: sitting here trying to think, like, if I were to go to a bar and order it, how would I order it? I'd probably say, like, can I have a brandy? Just a brandy. A la Titanic. We would like oh, a brandy, see, exactly, though. Exactly,
1: exactly. Like, that's how people I feel like drank brandy. It was mixed with like sugar
0: and brandy lemon or something. Cocktails.
1: You're a really loud typer. <laughs>
0: what i can't hear you over the sound of my typing (laughs) it's Um, like you have
1: a physical typewriter what can be mixed
0: with brandy cranberry juice that sounds awful
1: you can put cranberry juice with anything
0: Mm, that's true i wanted (laughs) to dispute it but i can what about whiskey you can't put it with whiskey well i mean if you can put
1: it with brandy i feel like you can put it with whiskey
0: We should try that for one of our episodes.
1: I mean, probably good for your vaginal health.
0: I was just going to say if we read something that is like, you know.
1: About vaginal health?
0: About vaginal health, about menstruation, about PMS. Like the Red Tent. (gasps) The Red Tent. We've already read it, though. It might be, but, you know, at some point we might do a book we've read before. I feel like... And then we could have cranberry juice with whiskey and see how that goes.
1: It probably isn't good, but... I'm not that worried about it. I feel like cranberry juice It's worth juice a try. Is, yeah, I mean, that's how they made cocktails, right? You know how they started making cocktails? How? It was during Prohibition, when all they had was moonshine, because they used they to They had do, to mix things with it? Yeah, because it used to be like you would just go and get a brandy with like mm-hmm. a sugar cube and an orange slice or something like that. And then during Prohibition, all they had was moonshine, which tasted like, you know,
0: ball sweat. Yeah. And so... Is that PG-13? Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure you're <laughs> the one that pushed us over the rating, but sure, keep going.
1: Well, and so it was gross, and so they started making cocktails. So that's where, like, the cocktail age was born, was in the...
0: Prohibition. 20s. So maybe we should be happy the Prohibition happened, because Lord knows I like a good margarita.
1: Do you think margaritas became a Prohibition?
0: Well, isn't that a cocktail? Yeah, but... But you're saying you think
1: weren't American.
0: But I actually think they are. I don't think they were actually invented in Mexico, were they? My understanding is it's like an Americanized version. But well, it's like the Mai Tai that
1: was invented in California.
0: All I can say is I really like that we're picking our books by what we're drinking because I'm already thinking, oh yeah, we gotta make sure we find a book that goes with margarita. I mean, it's a classic, but I love it.
1: Can we also pick a book that goes with Mai Tais?
0: Yeah, it would probably be like a what a beach read.
1: A beach read or a book about I don't know, the sixties. Mm, yeah,
0: this or is that. a book
1: about the sixties, but I don't think my tie would go. with Yeah, this book. I don't
0: think. I mean, definitely we had to go with something, New Orleans.
1: Um, another fun fact about this book is that apparently there's a drink that's referenced in the book regularly called Dr. Nut.
0: Okay, which, why are you pushing us over this PG thirteen rating? It sounds somewhere. like
1: Dr. Pepper, doesn't it? But it sounds it's like not, something else. I, oh my God! Don't be gross. So, apparently, it was an actual soda that existed in New Orleans in the 50s and 60s. And it was almond-flavored soda, and it had a squirrel logo on the bottle. Almond-flavored soda? Almond.
0: Almond? Almond. Did you say almond? No, I said almond. Okay. I feel like that actually sounds delicious.
1: I love it because, you know those It's not tirani, a thing anymore? Those Taranis where you can get an Italian soda. Uh-huh. They have one that's called Orgite or Or jet or something and it's almond flavored and if you mix it with soda water it's delicious. It's
0: really good. It's so good. What um, liquor do you think would pair well with that? Ooh,
1: that's a good question.
0: Almond probably brandy. (laughs) (laughs)
1: probably actually Actually, that would probably be the best that sounds delicious maybe we should do that for our next episode after we've read the book
0: yeah I feel like so far this is turning into like mixology for beginners (laughs) but we're We're gonna gonna... read the book for next time right?
1: Yeah, yeah 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 we'll read it awesome so um the I was hoping actually that we would be able to maybe watch the movie before because I just told you I like that but since there's no movie they were talking about how the the so since the book was published by lsu the college in louisiana Mm -hmm. they have like a really weird tight um hold on any sort of adaptations of the book
0: the college does
1: yeah because the college published it it was published by ls because the professor was the one that published the book they've really tight hold on on any adaptations of the book and apparently you can't actually do a play of this book unless you're approved by LSU to do it. Isn't that weird? Yeah, I thought it was super weird too. They've only allowed like a few staged readings and nobody knows why. They won't actually say why. But one of the better known adaptations of the book features Nick Offerman as Oh Ignatius. my god. You know Nick
0: Offerman? Yeah, well it's funny because in looking at the cover of this book, I'm just like, of course. I'm assuming he must play the main character because mm-hmm. I mean, they're basically identical twins. Yeah,
1: and they like the, they got the stash and everything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's actually in a new show now that's about crafting. Did you crafting? Know? Crafting.
0: Like drawing stars? Well, bet like with talent, I assume. <laughs> oh, oh, do you see how she talks to me? This is why I drink. <laughs> this is why I find solace in books. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I know.
1: I thought it was a little bit weird, too, because I was... Um, I didn't realize he was a crafter, but apparently he's like a big woodworker.
0: Woodworker? That counts as crafting. Anything DIY then is crafting.
1: Yeah, so like making cocktails could be considered a craft, yes?
0: Yeah, so basically we're beginner crafters.
1: Maybe we all can get on his show.
0: I mean, maybe. Maybe that's where this is going. (laughs) I really hope so. Okay, so what would you say in terms of... Obviously, we're going to read the book. Um, Hopefully, we, you know, in some way gave a summary about what this book's about, a little bit of background. Um, What would you say, like, who would want to read this book? I mean, obviously, we do. So, alcoholics.
1: (laughs) We're not alcoholics. So, I was reading on the internet for people who like this book. And it said that people who like this book tend to like the following. One is the book Youth in Revolt.
0: I've Have never read, read that.
1: It? Oh yes. my god, it's so good. Well,
0: you know you're gonna like this book then. We don't know about me. But
1: it's gross, kind of.
0: Oh. Like Dr. Nut gross?
1: Yeah, but it's puberty
0: gross. Did you say pube? Puberty. Okay. Puberty, puberty. gross.
1: You know how like when you're going through puberty and everything's weird and annoying?
0: Yeah, I mean, nothing's changed, but yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. Well, so that's like, it's basically a coming of age, but it's not really. Coming of age? Stop with the innuendos. I'm just repeating what you're saying. Oh my God, I'm not saying anything. (laughs) So, yeah, apparently, if you like that book, it was made into a movie with um, the guy from Super Bad
0: Michael Sarah?
1: Yes. I thought you were going to say McLovin. I. I I almost yeah. did. Michael Sarah, Michael Sarah, and then some other people. You- oh, uh, Zach Galifianakis is in it also. Oh, yeah. Okay, he plays uh, the dad or the stepdad or like the mom's boyfriend. One of those variations. Of okay, figure. so if
0: someone's read that book, seen that movie, they like it, they'll probably like Confederacy of Dunces. Yeah.
1: Also, apparently, if you like cult classics generally, because well, so this is a cult classic, it is a cult right? classic. So I feel like if you like books by um, Chuck Palahniuk. Which are also tend to be cult classics about deranged, depraved people, mm-hmm. you would probably also like this book. And I happen to love those books. So
0: that bodes like well.
1: Maybe this says a lot about me. Am I like a deranged person? I
0: think maybe you're, yeah. I'm not going to answer that question. You just did. <laughs> that was an answer. I don't know. I feel like this is very self reflective for Brandy.
1: Um, also, apparently, if you are a fan of internet trolls, you'll like this. Okay, plug.
0: who is a fan of internet trolls? Obviously no one's a, a fan of them. There's a
1: lot of internet trolls.
0: Of course there are, but I don't even think they're fans of themselves. I think they are. They no, they like hate themselves. Oh my god! Now I'm gonna inspire the internet trolls to come after the us.
1: Trolls are gonna I have come out such regrets. of the internet bridge. Are oh there... god! Please don't. Billy Troll Goats Gruff.
0: <laughs> oh my god we're gonna get trolled I have so many regrets you know how like you know like on murder podcasts they're worried about getting murdered I'm worried about getting trolled because we just talked about trolls it's so much scarier
1: it is actually scarier I feel like internet trolls are so mean they really hit you where it hurts
0: yeah oh man Okay. But at well, least they
1: don't know who we are, so they can only. So let me troll rephrase. Everyone
0: obviously loves internet trolls. We like them a lot. They're really great people, and if you think they're great people, you're gonna love this book. And so therefore, everyone will love this book because everyone loves internet trolls. Am I right? I'm right. That was Star talking, by the way. Brandy doesn't like them. Wow. Thank you for throwing Just me kidding. under the
1: bus. We <laughs> I mean, have been friends for such a long time, and I feel like the only common thread in our friendship is that I am constantly thrown under the bus.
0: I mean put some weight on it could <laughs> be harder you. to throw you
1: <laughs> okay so i feel like we're we're getting close to the end we have some things that we need to like housekeeping stuff so one i want people to read this book if you haven't read this book already we're going to release one episode a week so next week's episode we will have stop pouring yourself another drink you're not the boss of me um <laughs> uh-huh. If you don't want to buy the book, go rent it from your local library or enter our giveaway. Go or,
0: rent it from your local library. Isn't that what people do? Check it out.
1: Check yeah. it out <laughs> from like, your local library.
0: Yeah. Renting is for movies. That blockbuster. It's. I'm sorry to be the one to tell you that's not a thing anymore. Okay.
1: Whatever. There's one in Alaska and I follow them on
0: Twitter. Fair enough.
1: Um... Yeah, so enter our giveaway. Check it out from your local library. We also have a link to where you can buy it on Amazon if you're like everyone else in the world and you buy everything off Amazon because,
0: you know, who wants to leave their house when you could wear pajamas all day? Certainly not anyone on Let's Get Lit.
1: If you've already read the book and you just want to participate in the festivities, um, shoot us an email at podcast at gmail.com and we will maybe read your review on air. Yeah. Um if you it doesn't even have to be a review. Like let us know what you think of the book, give us a fun story, if you like New Orleans or you just want to send us a selfie in front of the statue, we are super game to see it. Yeah. We need more friends than just the two of us because stars mean to me and uh. I need some internet friends that are nice. So if yeah. you want to be nice to me and not star
0: if you actually be nice uh, to all of us, star, I was like, star wow, likes nice people too. Yeah. I'm just trying to befriend the internet trolls and you know, you're going after the easy friends.
1: I am. I like
0: easy friends. It's fine. Trolls to star <laughs> everyone else to Brandy. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, so I'm super excited. I'm going to have to go read. run a bath and read this book now.
0: Yeah. I can't wait.
1: I know. I'm super excited. So... Are you ready to just, you know, chug these drinks and be done with it?
0: Yeah. Time to go read. Uh-huh. Let's get lit.
1: Let's get lit.
0: Fiend.